Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, people? It's your favorite plus-size model, Tuton Reyes, in the building. We appreciate y'all joining us on another championship edition of the Behind the Mask podcast. Make sure you subscribe, click the bell for notifications so you know when a new episode is coming out. Follow us on social media and leave some comments. Let us know who you want to see on the show. Remember, on the Behind the Mask podcast, there's only one rule. There are no rules. Let's go. Let's go behind the mask. And now a word from our sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. What up? We are back with this championship edition of the Behind the Mask podcast. I am your host, Takeo Spikes, and let me bring in my partner virtually to, well, yeah, homie. What's good, baby? It's your favorite plus-size model, Tuton Reyes, in the building. Spice, what's good, family? Man, it's always a good opportunity or a good day when we get some of that championship blood that comes across the BTM productions. Man, man, tell me about it, man. We got some hardware here. You and I, we weren't fortunate enough to get a ring, but we got somebody that can speak to it today. Absolutely. So without further ado, man, let me bring on I call him nephew at times, Antoine Winfield Jr. of the Tampa Bay Bucks Championship. What up, boy? Yes, sir. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? It's cracking. Everything uh, good, bro. How, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. No complaints. Just down here and uh, full lot of there working out right now. So, you're getting right. Right on, bro. Right on. But yes, before we even jump into it, though, I got to ask you this off rip, though. Like, what you think about the 17-game season? Simply because me and two had some different – we had different opinions about it, but we wanted to just, you know, throw that in. What you think about that 17-game season? Yeah, um, adding an extra game, uh, initially, I'm like, we should at least get another uh, extra bye week. That was my first thought. If we could add another game, get another bye week, uh, another week for us, you know, take care of our bodies and take care of anything going on. But um, that was my first reaction when, when they said they were extending the, the season one extra game. But um, other than that, you know, it's a business. So, I mean, I feel like eventually they were going to extend it to some more games. But overall, I just thought that we should add an extra bye week in there somewhere. So hopefully they can make that happen. Um, if not, it is what it is. <laughs> well, this, this is what I told Spikes, man. It's going to be on the players. If you guys are banged up, you gotta take that Bobby. You gonna get paid anyway that extra week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you right. if you if you ain't feeling it, it ain't no sense of getting shot up going out there for, for what Spike said. Just a, what one one seventeen spikes. Yeah, you, they they on prorate that salary a seventh uh, a seventeenth of the of the week of the seventeen week regular season. So, but that you know that's another topic for another day. The only ones who really benefit off of it are the rookies and everybody else coming after them from the new TV deal. But like you said, it's a business. So you got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. Facts, facts. It's talking about the business, man. Your pops played in the league. You know what I'm saying? He played around the same time, man. Spice was, you know, button heads and everything. But for kids 
growing up is like a dream. It could be a dream for them to have a, a, a pops in the NFL, a dad in the NFL. What was it like growing up with the father playing in the league? Yeah, man, it was amazing. Um, you know, my dad played for 14 years. I was able to pretty much uh, watch him throughout his entire career. Um, and, you know, just having him and then being in the position that I'm in today, um, it's been a blessing, man. Uh, he helped me along the entire way, starting from Little League. Um, you know, I got home videos of us playing football when I'm probably about like two years old, can barely walk. We over there playing football with one another. Um, and he just helped me pretty much along the way throughout high school, you know, as far as like workouts and films and things like that. And so, man, it was just a blessing to have him, you know, somebody that I can always, you know, ask questions. And he got to be pretty much in the right direction because I'm here today. Um, got me a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> so um, it was a blessing. Oh, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And you talked about the videos and having the opportunity for your pops to be able to talk to him and, and rely on him. <clears throat> what lessons did he teach you on and off the field? that that you carry with you today that really helps you grow yeah um i would say the main thing is you know we we both aren't the biggest guys out there um i feel like early on watching him play because i'm like man how's he doing he's the littlest guy out there on the field but he was always making an impact some way some shape some some form of uh some way i don't know he was doing it i'm just like man look at this little guy out here making plays you know he comes home he's just dad but then he got out of the field, he looked like a totally different person. Right. And so um, I would say one of the main lessons is, I mean, it doesn't matter how big, how tall you are, how strong you are. Man, if you got that mentality that you got about to go out here and do some things, you're going to go ahead and make that happen. So um, that's probably the biggest thing that I learned from my dad. And um, it ultimately benefited me because, you know, I, I try to use that same mentality in my game. Well, you know he's going to see this video. You know, he's going to see it on YouTube. He's going to listen to this. So when was the time where you realized, you know what? Pops can't take me no more. I got him. There's nothing he can do with this though, woman. Yeah, I, I would say I was about 17 years old. Um, you know, my dad's super competitive. The reason why I'm competitive today. And um, I remember one time we raced and I beat him. And, I beat him. <laughs> and ever since then, you kind of see that transition where I beat him in and everything, whether it's the game, playing basketball outside, running, and things like that. So I was, I was about 17 when I started beating my dad, pretty much everything that we did, and that's what I knew. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, crazy, man. And, uh, you know, it, it transferred onto the field this year, your rookie year. You had an incredible rookie year. We were talking about you uh, in season two, and Spice actually said, man, he felt on record, he said he felt that you deserved the defensive rookie of the year. You agree with that? Ah, defensive rookie of the year. I, I was going for it. Um, you know, it's a no hard feelings. You know, Chase uh, Young deserved it. Um, he's a dog. He went out there and balled. Um, so no hard feelings on that or anything. Um, I wanted it, but, you know, ultimately I wanted the, that Super Bowl ring. So that's what I got. So I'm not mad at it. And, Brian, you look at being drafted in the second round, coming in as a rookie, eventually starting – and so many high expectations when you look at it across the board and you in the season is long 16 games right yes. at what point because it's an emotional roller coaster but what at, at what point did you say or you realize like you know what now we're finally catching this winning stride and i think we're good enough to win it all because i'm, I'm asking because as a rookie 
I remember my rookie days, you just fall in line and you just kind of follow suit. You follow the guys who you think are doing it right. But when, at what point did you say, man, we really got a shot to win this thing, all of it? Yeah, I feel like that came, um, you know, coming in, you know, you look at the team that we have, uh, it's phenomenal. We got talent everywhere. This goes all in our locker room. Um, but I would say that thing kind of settled in. I would say the second playoff game against New Orleans. Um, I feel like that was the biggest game of the year for us. Um, you know, they had beat us twice during the regular season. We were playing them on a on a road, and um, I feel like after that game, once we won that one, I feel like that's when everything clicked and was like, all right, that was probably gonna be our toughest game. Now we just got to go out here and dominate. But um, leading up to the Super Bowl, I, it was a weird feeling. I've never felt this way about a team. Like as far as working and everything, everybody was just so confident it was a weird feeling in that locker room especially leading up to it and i'm like man i think we're about to go out here and really win the super bowl it's still crazy to say it but yeah we went out there and actually did it but uh it was a weird confidence thing in the locker room you could tell everybody's vibe was different everybody the way everybody was working and um attacking just the workouts and practice and things like that everybody's mentality was just completely different which was amazing to be around my first year yo man you talk about that super bowl run first real quick Shout out to Shafi Fields, Asian extraordinaire, Wasserman Sports, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the homie. We actually tried to get you on the podcast during Super Bowl week, but he's like, nah, my guy's dialed in. He's locked in. He's not taking no more media requests, respectfully. So what was that process like, the focus, the determination going into the Super Bowl in your rookie year? Yeah, it was just um, really just leaning on the vets that, that have been there before. Um, looking at them and watching them, how they work, it kind of just gave me a sense of what I need to do and how I need to focus and uh, prepare uh, throughout the days. And um, one thing which I love, you know, we got to play uh, the Super Bowl at home. And um, every time we go out and practice or have meetings, you know, we can see the stadium from the facility and you see all the Super Bowl stuff and things like that. So it was a lot of trying to block out the outside noise and just, you know, focus on the job at hand. And so um, I feel like we did that extremely well and we ultimately uh, got the ring. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. You definitely got that ring, bro. And um, when I look at it, I look at the game from a fan perspective, and then I look at it also from an analyst. I remember watching the first game. Y'all played the Chiefs, and they went ham the first half. Yes. And you know Tyree Tyre Hill, he went ham. He threw up the deuce yeah. when he was about to score the first game. <clears throat> you came back Y'all had a hell of a game. You had a hell of a game in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champs. At the end of the game, you made it a point. You know what? Let me throw these boosters <laughs> up just so that you know what it is. So now I got to ask you, dog. Was it planned or did it just was it the spur of the moment in the heat of the competition? You know what? It wasn't necessarily planned. Um, it was just, you know, leading up to the Super Bowl, you know, Every time you look on ESPN, it's all a whole bunch of analysts talking about oh, what they think is going to happen. They're showing the highlights of the first game, and all you see is Tyreek Hill, peace and I've seen that for about two weeks straight. And it was just kind of something that, you know, gave me motivation. Like, all right, they, they, they went crazy on this the first game, but this game, it, it was going to be our turn. And so kind of when that moment arrived, um, it was just like a perfect opportunity, a perfect, like, player. The situation was just perfect for what I had to do. Um, I seen that I made the PBU off of him and I just gave him the peace sign. It it wasn't it wasn't planned. It was just one of those heat of the moment type of things. So what what did coach say when you got back to the sideline though? 
Hey, coach was pissed. Coach was pissed. <laughs> he thought he thought that it gave him a first down, but um, it was really a turnover down. So afterwards, he was cool about it. But um, at first, he was pissed. <laughs> hey, was that was that Todd Bowles or um, Bruce Ba? <laughs> ba Ba was bad at first. Yelled at me a little bit, but we squashed everything. He was cool after. That. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be cool when you win, right? Right. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I think what some people don't know is that you flipped that fine situation. You turned a negative into a positive by donating $7,815 to Young Middle School to help with the youth leadership program. Um, and then the Bucks turned around and matched that donation. So what was it and why was it, I should say, why was it important for you to turn something that was a perceived negative into a positive? Yeah, um, it was important for me because, you know, it got out, it, it went viral. And um, I was just thinking of a way that I could, you know, flip it and make it positive. And um, throughout the year, there was a, a leadership program that we uh, did. We were going FaceTime with students and um, just mentor them throughout the year. And I'm like, you know what, let me uh, donate this money to the kids, to their school. Because I remember um, one session with the kids, they were talking about their school and how they wanted like different things around the school. And so I'm like, you know what, I can upgrade some of the things over there. And then I know the Bucks Foundation would have matched my donation. So I um, just decided to, you know, donate and give it back to those kids. Hey, bro, and, you know, I, I think it's always good to set a good example. Yeah. And you've done that. Your father done that. So it's not by accident that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. When you came into the locker room and you saw what was on the roster, all of that ammunition, that heat, in every position, I know you had to be surprised, and everybody asked about Tom Brady. But I want to ask you this, and this is regarding Tom Brady. What is one of the things that you've taken from him just seeing how he prepares or just seeing how he moves every day? What's that one thing that you take from him, that whether or not if it's wisdom or something that he does that you know that will create not only longevity but – also extended value yeah from tom um i would say his work ethic um you ain't even gotta really even talk to him just to see how he works you can just pay attention from afar and just watching how he attacked pretty much every day um i remember one thing that that shook me um i remember i overheard a conversation with him and uh gronk this is leading up to the super bowl and um i remember him going through a play and he was telling gronk that hey this is this and this is going to happen if you make this guy miss you're going to score a touchdown and i seen that happen in the game and i'm like wow i've never seen anybody talk about a play so like detailed and actually just go out there and do it like it was nothing in the game i'm like yeah time time is a go but um just watching his work ethic was uh was amazing it's something that i, I want to kind of contribute to my game as well but he was always dialed in always focused and you know he's very passionate about the game so it was great to you know see that early on were you ever starstruck coming into that Bucks locker room? I mean, like you said, you got Gronk, you got Tom Brady, A.B., Mike Evans, all these players that have been in Pro Bowls and, and championships. Did you ever sit back and look like, man, I'm, I'm actually going to practice against all these guys, but now they're on my team? I feel like I did that every day. <laughs> every, day my, every day I walk in, I'm like, man, look at all these players <laughs> in this locker room. This is crazy. Grew up watching all these guys. Now I'm out here playing with them. It's, yeah, it was, bro, but it's surreal. But that's the thing, though. Like, I remember you when me and your father was on the same team. Yeah. And so, like, you've been around all of the guys, but it still was different, you're saying. Yeah, it's still different, actually, you know, lacing it up with the guys. Um, you know, seeing it and watching it being a fan versus being 
uh, playing with the other teammates, I feel like it was a little different, but it was a cool experience. So y'all got that Super Bowl win. The party on the bay looked crazy. Yo, did you actually see when Tom Brady threw the Lombardi trophy across the water to the other boat? <laughs> I actually didn't see it in person. Um, everybody kept coming up to me saying, yo, did y'all see Tom throw the trophy? I'm like, no. Nah. And so I, I seen it on my phone. I'm like, wow, it, that's crazy. But um, <laughs> it was dope to see him do that. But <laughs> it, it was wild. That was wild. <laughs> Man, if, if you had that trophy, would you have done that? Ah, uh, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> yeah, top, top is a goal. He can do that. I, I don't think I'm there yet. Hopefully one day I'll get to that test where I'll be able to throw the Lombardi trophy <laughs> across the water, but no, nah, I'm not there yet. <laughs> hey, run it back to back and you will have an opportunity. Yeah, I'll do it next time. Once we get that trophy again, I, I might have to do it. We got to put you on the pressure on this one, man. Me and Spice was talking about this one. So we everybody that comes on, we give them the Mount Rushmore, right? You got to name your top four dbs of all time so who do you have four DBs. and we go and we got we got something to say off your answer too okay top four. Ooh, i'm biased but i gotta go with the guys i grew up watching um number one gotta go with my dad i gotta get pops that <laughs> number one spot i told you Spike. A little bit. I, gotta, I gotta get pops that number one spot um then i'll have to go with uh ed reed man ball hawk um I got to go Troy Palomalo mm. uh, and Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Those are my top four. Uh, bro, that's – nah, that's that's dope. So when you look at these guys, Earl Thomas, Troy Palomalo, what is it about their game? Because I, I, I'm going to tell you what I think about your game, some of the things that I see that you brought to the table, but what is it about their game, especially Ed Reed in particular, that you saw was it something that you tried to take from everybody's game and implement in yours yeah yeah definitely um you know taking from everybody's game uh with Ann reed man he's a ball hawk um you could just turn on his highlights and you could just see it, and i'm like man he i remember like growing up when i would <laughs> i'd be with my brothers we'd be on youtube watching this video so i'm like man this dude is a dog i just love how he was just able to just pick off everything it seemed like so that's that's why i said Ann reed but um all those guys in there I feel like they were very versatile. They could do pretty much everything on the field. And um, that's something that I liked about all of them. Yeah, so it, it's funny that – well, it's not even funny that you mentioned those guys because everybody you said, starting with your father, you know, both of you guys are similar in stature. Who's the tallest out of you and your father? <laughs> I'm a little bit bigger than my pops. <laughs> ah, standing all six foot. Oh, <laughs> all five nine, maybe. Oh. <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> on a good yeah, day. But, but, but no, nah, when I when I see your game, and the reason why I said I felt like not only should you have more consideration for defensive rookie of the year, but looking at how you impact the game. And we could talk about stats all day, but at the end of the day, what we measure is impact when you go in that film room on a Monday and you look at tackle for losses being versatile like a Troy Palomalu, being at your side standing all the five foot nine, you coming up, taking on guards, creating a pile in the backfield and still making the tackle. Like all of this is crazy, bro. And, and with the intimidating status, as you continue to develop throughout the season, bro, much respect to you, man. And, and I, I, I got, I, I tip my cat to you, bro. Thanks, my cat I, appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
Hey, so when you look at 2020, it was storybook for you. Like, hell, I, I played 15 years and didn't even get come close to a ring. Not even the playoffs. So when you look at this dog, like, how, like, how, how you back this up in 2021? What are your personal goals to let everybody know I'm here and I'm here to stay for a long time? Yeah, I would say 2020 definitely spoiled me. Um, you know, had a, a great outstanding first year. Um, and kind of how to back that up uh, following this next year. Um, to me, I want to definitely create more plays, create more takeaways for my team. You know, that ultimately gives us the best chance to win. But um, backing that up, man, we got to run it back. Got to do it again. That's that's pretty much the only way you can back that back that one up. So, um, goal is to go back. And you have all your starters coming back from a Super Bowl championship team, man. Any added pressure to repeat this year? Uh, no pressure. We still, you know, we got to go to work and do the same thing. You know, every year is different. It's not going to be the same as last year. But, um, you know, we're going to do our best to get back um, in that Super Bowl. Hey, bro, before we let you go, I just want to know how much do you pay attention, even in the offseason now, which is this is your first, yep. at the other teams in the division. You look at Atlanta, head, the entire new coaching staff. You look at Carolina. They're going to have a new starting quarterback next year. And you look at New Orleans. You're going to have a different dynamic at quarterback. Nobody knows if it's going to be Jameis or not. So what do you look at that and what are your thoughts on it? Um, as far as all the uh, moving pieces around the, our division, um, I don't really look at it too much. I uh, try to focus more on myself in that aspect. Um, but, um, you know, it is interesting to, you know, see what's going on out there, knowing who you're about to be facing two times a year. And so it, it, um, it's a lot of stuff going on right now. I'll say that, but I don't really uh, look at it into it too much. Well, bro, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you for coming behind and going behind the mask with sure. myself and two time, my dog. Anything that we can do, please let us know, and we're going to reach out to you again later, possibly in the season, and get your take on what's going on. Yes, sir. That sounds good to me. All right, bro. All right. Reasons, the reasons that we're here, the reasons that we feel like feeling won't disappear. Oh, killing it. Welcome to another edition of the Behind the Mask Podcast. This is your favorite plus-size model, Tucson Reds, in the building. We hope you enjoyed this championship edition. And these are the reasons why we're here. Antoine Winfield showed some love. We're going to continue to show love. But you know what you got to do? Follow us on social media at the BTM Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Click the bell for notifications. And leave some comments. And let us know who you want to see on the next episodes. You know the reasons. And remember, on the Behind the Mask Podcast, there's only one rule. There are no rules. The reasons, the reason that we're here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.